the radio station becomes K-Paul, and now it plays the rest of its interpretation as K-Paul. Everything is about K-Paul. But it's a fictitious station. So it volunteers an answer to a question. This one I really like when he says this. It volunteers an answer to a question never posed. It almost preempts any kind of uh, clear interpretation by giving you an answer to a question it, it knows life is going to create an arising of because you're conscious. Yes? There is consciousness. And so what is that question? To whom is this happening? <laughs> to whom is this happening? So, because you're going to come up in life many times to that point where the consciousness, because it's conscious, is going to come out of the trance of, of believing it's the owner of this process, and it's going to go, to, who is this? to whom is this happening? So the mind, knowing this could be a threat to what? Its own survival. It beats you to it, and it says, it's me, since you're a little kid. It's me that's having this mental process. I am Paul, and I'm thinking, and I'm feeling, and I'm tasting, and I'm perceiving, and I'm conscious. Yes? And therefore, I can be unconscious, and I can do da-da-da-da-da. And that, then it just creates the whole opportunity for selfing, which is a mental process gone wild, literally. So it, it volunteers an answer to a question never posed. To whom is this happening? The sense of a self in the act of knowing is thus, is thus made. Yeah? So in the act of knowing, which is conscious contact, a sense of a self is made by the mental process, out of the brain. It makes up an idea of being a someone. Yeah? The sense of a self in the act of knowing is thus made, and that forms the basis for the first person perspective that characterizes the conscious mind. So, yeah, you're thinking you're doing it, don't you? When life is happening through us, our interpretation is that's not the case. Life is happening to me, yeah, or by me, or for me, or as me. But very rarely do you entertain that life is happening through. It's always, no, it's happening to me. Yeah? Or I'm doing it to that. There's always the sense of ownership. And you don't see the sense of ownership is what allows you to have to own all the guilt and the shame and the suffering that is accrued based on this illusion. It's just ignorance. You're ignoring the fact that you are not that. You are not the owner of the mental process. You are not the hearer, you're not the feeler, you're not the taster, you're not the toucher, you're not the smeller. There's just feeling, hearing, seeing, smelling, and touching going on. There's no you that owns it, and so there's no you that has to think and pontificate, well, I shouldn't have done that, or I should have done this, and I shouldn't have heard this, and I shouldn't have seen that, and do-do-do-do-do, on and on and on, which just creates this unbelievable, in time, field of endeavor of selfing. Just on and on and on and on and on. So now, very few people walk in a room and experience walking in a room. They experience thinking about them walking in a room and how that they are being seen as an object by others, which is called self-consciousness. If you've ever read the definition, self-consciousness is when you think about how people are viewing you as an object. That's what's called being self-conscious. Yeah? So you walk around, you're conscious of how people are viewing you as this. <laughs> You're missing the whole boat. 
So it says here, again from an evolutionary perspective, this is where I have an argument with this dude. It says the imperative for a sense of self becomes clear. Yeah, the imperative, it would seem that would be a good idea to have a sense of self. Why? Because imagine a self-aware organism versus the same type of organism lacking it. So there's one organism that's self-aware, that has a story that Paul was here, is going to be here, and, and so I better think about how to promote Paul's what? Survival. Yeah? Sounds like a damn good strategy. But look at your own experience, especially the ones who are in recovery. See if this actually fits, if this actually is how it's functioning in your life. To me, it doesn't seem to work that way. It says, a self-aware organism has an incentive to heed the alarm signals provided by the movie in the brain. For instance, pain caused by a particular object. Let's call it alcohol or drugs. Yeah? Now, the movie in the brain should be telling me not to do alcohol. Why? Because I spent two years and three months in drug and alcohol programs. I've been in jail. I've had <laughs> my ribs broken by the police. And every situation that had very bad results, alcohol was a part of it. Now, if this freaking process was working, I would stay away from alcohol like it was the plague of all plagues. And yet, my head has a huge glitch. It doesn't take any of this information to heart. I keep doing the same old, same old, expecting different results. So the whole purpose of having a self has no purpose in my life at all. It's meant to sort of steer me clear of the potholes of life. All I do is fall in them, and then my self pontificates about the hole, but it never keeps me out of the holes. What's the fucking point of it? Even if you want to look at this as an evolution and you're a humanoid or whatever you want to take, the thing is a failed system. Has it kept you from doing insane things? No! <laughs> I know this woman is not good for me, but I'm going for her. Like it's, you know, I did it the other day in the water. I'm down at the beach, the ocean. There's a big storm, and there's a lagoon where I surf, and it separates from the ocean. And the lagoon has a lot of poo from a lot of different animals, you know? A lot of bacteria growing in that lagoon. It's a huge, beautiful Petri dish. And it broke, and it's flowing right into the ocean, you know? <laughs> right where I surf. So I'm there looking at it thinking, oh, from this incredible movie in the brain that should be telling me, that's not a good idea. And when I put the suit on, I go down, the, the whole water stinks. The smell is telling me, no, this, it's terrible smell, don't go in. But my idea was, hey, I got the suit on, I'm not taking it off, I'm going in. So I go in there, and of course, the next day I get a sinus infection. This is what's been leading me in my life, steering me clear of all these objects that are going to bring me suffering as an apparatus. The thing has failed me. Yeah. Can you imagine if the whole purpose of it is to sort of allow me to move better and navigate the game board? Then it has absolutely no purpose at all, because it hasn't done any good in my life. It would tell me to run away from the police in an alley. It's ridiculous. Yeah, you'll get away. No, I'm not going to get away. And all I do is get my ass kicked at the end of the alley because there's no escape. So the whole purpose, in their view, that this is why it would be good for the organism to have a self is it would ensure its or its promotion of a better life has not worked, has failed completely in this example. I don't know about yours, but... So then it goes, okay. 
with the movie metaphor in mind, you know the movie metaphor, right? Your head's running a little story, with, and it, the voiceover seems to be your voice because it's coming out of this body you're identified as. This is the whole thing of selfing. If you realize this voice wasn't your voice, you would have some immunity to the thoughts in your head. But because you're identified as the body, you call the voice that's coding the thoughts that are happening in your head, how you see, you see thoughts and you hear them, yeah? You have two systems of contact with thoughts. You see it, and you hear it. Yeah? That's how it gets you. It has a very strong effect on you, because you see it and hear it. But how you hear it is you think it's your voice. If, you, if I heard the thoughts in my head with James's voice, I would know they were insane in a second. But because they sound like me, I, have, I don't have any immunity to that. I have no wisdom concerning those thoughts that sound like me. The only reason why they sounded in me, they had the voice of this, the sound of this voice from this body. This is not me. The body is not me. You have to see the identification as self, which is setting us up for this whole illusion. Whole... We're being, we're ignoring, constantly ignoring the fact of what we are by actively remembering what we're not. Because that's the only way you can be a self is by remembering. You cannot be a self by an experience. You cannot be a self by experience. You have you you become or you act as if you're a self by remembering, by refeeling, by rethinking, by rehashing. That's the only way a self gets reinforced or conjured up. It cannot come from an experience, because the self is just an interpretation of the experiences this apparatus goes through. It does never had an experience ever. It's part of an experience. Part of your experiences here is there's a self having it. But the self has never had an experience. So it says here, with the movie metaphor in mind, if you will, my solution to the conscious mind problem is that the sense of self in the act of knowing emerges within the movie. So Ramana Maharshi said, is a very typical situation people get in. They see the movie, they see life as a movie. Yes, they're sitting in the auditorium looking at it, and they totally are clear, this is totally a movie. But there's an assumption that they're real, sitting in the auditorium watching the movie. He says, the circle's bigger. No, the sense of you being real, recognizing the unreality of the world, is part of the movie, of the mind. Yes? It's part of the mental process. Every time you appear as an authentic self, that's a production of the movie. It's not authentic. There is no authentic self. You don't have to... Any time something happens and you start realizing, oh, I'm seeing things very clearly, that's the, that the mental process is trying to claim an event that's happening. Uh, an, uh, let's say an event of enlightenment or realization. It's trying to claim it by becoming your authentic self. Now, it's happened to me is seven or eight times that occurred, yes, there would be like a sitting there, and I'd be sitting there going, Jesus, I, was, I thought I was seeing all these states of mind. Then I'd realize that was a state of mind. Yeah? And then it was, oh, I'm seeing so many more states of mind, but I realized that was also a state of mind. After about seven or eight of those rings of hell, so to speak, I realized the principle, there's no authentic self. <laughs> the self is always going to insert itself and go, oh, I'm seeing things really clearly. That's Paul. No, there isn't one. There is no authentic self. It's the mental process appearing to be you. Yes? So he says, okay. 
with the movie metaphor in mind, if you will, my solution to the conscious mind problem is that the sense of self in the act of knowing emerges within the movie. Self-awareness is actually part of the movie and thus makes within the same frame, this is very good to hear, and thus makes within the same frame of the movie the seen and the seer, when all there is is seen, yes? It makes the seen and the seer. It separates the event of seeing, and it makes the seen, you as the seen, and me as the seer. This is the illusion. This is the interpretation. It makes the thought and the thinker. Most people, when there's a thought seen, it's held as I'm the thinker of it, or it's about me. And you very rarely see that. You very rarely see the belief underneath the, the stream of thinking, your relationship as knowing thought, the relationship that you are in as no, the knower of thought is I'm the thinker or they're about me. That's the bonding to self. That's what we want to be relieved from. That's the bonding to self. Seeing is not seeing. It's I'm seeing this you as an object. Yeah, That is totally different than the feeling of seeing. Because what hits you in the feeling of seeing is seeing. Not, I shouldn't be seeing this, or I'd rather be seeing something else. That's not, that's not what happens. That's the reaction in selfing. There's a sense of seeing. There's a sense of it. There's a flavor to it. And it's enthralling. Yeah? It captures your attention and your interest, seeing. And hearing, and feeling, and tasting, and touching. When it's constantly interpreted as, I'm seeing this, it's the same old, same old. You get bored of it. You're sick and tired of seeing the same fucking thing. So, there is no separate spectator for the movie in the brain. What? In other words, there is no long-lasting, independent, separate entity. Yeah? This whole thing that you're taking to be you is a projection of your freaking brain. It's like brain run wild. It's like Hal in 2001 took over the mission. Yeah? You've forgotten that you're conscious. Yeah? And you've taken yourself up to be an object. But you're assuming this object is your subject of life. Do you see where the confusion lies? In an imaginary identification. That's why the solution is to realize it's not a real problem. When you recognize you are just a product of a mental process, it may be terribly disappointing to you, but thank God that you isn't you. So let it be disappointing. And let it just slither back into the ocean of mental processes. Yeah? And then your attention may leave the mental process, yeah? and your interest may leave the mental process, and maybe we'll be emphasizing what's aware of the mental process. The consciousness that allows you to be so hyper aware of your thoughts, and when you're in the idea of being that thought, which is self, it drives you freaking crazy. That same interest and attention that's driving you crazy because you wish you weren't conscious wasn't why, that, why you were drinking. You wanted to be unconscious because you were hyper-conscious of the thoughts as yours and everything about you it was unbearable, wasn't it? You'd rather be blissfully ignorant. Well, this thing is shifts from that and the emphasis now goes on the attention and the interest. Yeah? The livingness of the quality of life 
it's a different quality. It, you feel it differently. It tastes different. It's something else. This isn't like a command or something you have to do. That would all be in the mental process. Yeah? Like, oh, I've heard this, now I've got to do something. And then you'll feel guilty when you don't do something about it. That's not its purpose. Its purpose is just to point out something. Yeah? I believe the best way to get to, quote-unquote, what you are is to realize what you're not. I, you cannot realize what you are. It's in realizing what you're not is the realization of what you are. Because what you are is a living consciousness. You can't catch it. You can't put it on the glass. You can't corral it. You can't put it on your mantle. You can't own it and have it and achieve it and privatize it. Yes? It's not that way. So you recognize what you're not, and in that recognition of what you're not, no matter how much or little information it, it takes, it all gets distilled into one thing. I'm not that. And it's not something you say like an affirmation in the morning, I'm not that. It's in your gut, and it's the way you view life now. You see life arising, and I'm not that. And when you're not that, you lose an inherent interest in it. Yeah? So when it appears, it appears, it's noted, and then it, another thing appears. It doesn't create a, a reaction of selfing into, well, I shouldn't be that, I should be this, or... I've got to be a non-doer now. I was doing too much. I was seeking too much. All right, now as the seeker, I'm going to non-seek. This is selfing. Yeah? There's just a recognition of that. Yes? So if I'm okay to be a fraud, I never have to feel like one ever again. But if you're afraid to be a fraud, you'll feel like one thousands of times. Yeah? What yourself says you need to get out of, that's being in it. Seriously. This is a bizarre world, like in, you know, DC Comics. Everything is asked backwards. My idea of getting out of self is just the way my mind's in it. That's why. Do you think your mind really flips out about your spiritual practices? Fucking, it eats it like breakfast cereal. Because it sees no threat in the spiritual practice because it's what's doing the practice. <laughs> so everything, you, everything that's happening in the spiritual practice, as soon as it's happening, gets neutered because... The mental process is saying, I, which is part of the process, am doing this practice to get what? Relief from the mental process. How can the mental process get relief, relief from itself? You'd have to transcend the mental process. But how can you transcend the mental process as an aspect of the mental process? How can self, which is a product of the mental process, transcend the mental process? There, the transcending the mental process is there is no self. Yeah? That would, be a, that would be an impossible feat for what is a product of a process to leave the process and still be an inherent separate entity. There is no self. It only appears through a mental process. So it's not about transcending the self. It's about realizing where it came from. Yeah? And realizing the only thing that enlivened it was your awareness of it. The interest and attention that was given over to it because you believed it was you. Uh, how much interest and attention have you given to yourself and compared to the amount of interest and attention you've given to others in this life? It would be, the ratio would be about 800,000 to 1. I don't care if you're madly in love with somebody. You're more madly in love with the idea of being the one who's madly in love with somebody. Seriously, literally, come on. Your interest and attention is constantly going into that black hole of selfing every fucking day, yeah? What does it bring out of it, you know? 
I can be special and write. Fuck. <laughs> Two huge booby prizes. So here I give you, I give this mental process all the faith I can give. You cannot give more faith to a mental process than to say, part of its process is me. You can't, your ability to give meaning is huge here. Huge! Well, in the, the second lesson of the Course in Miracles, which is all about perceptions, wrong perceptions, and then hopefully allowing them to turn into right perceptions, is that you and I give everything all the meaning it has. Let that sink in. You and I, and I'm not saying as a you, but as this apparatus, as this transmitter and receiver, we transmit meanings. And then we receive them as if they're coming from a solid, real thing outside. But we transmit the meaning to that thing, yes? And then we take it to be real, and that thing can now affect us. That's the game here. He says it so beautifully. You and I are the dreamer of the dream. We've forgotten we dreamt this dream, and now we've given the dream all the power to affect us. Isn't that the way it is every day? In this dream, I've given you the meaning of being my savior. Yes? Unbelievable. It's like putting a ton of product on a half-ton pickup. You can't deliver the goods. It's impossible. There's no way you can save me. First of all, because I don't need to be saved. But as a self, I terribly need saving. So now I meet a woman, my mind gives her a meaning. She's my savior, or a fairy princess. It's the end of it. It's the end of it. And if you, have, if you do an honest appraisal of your past little apparatus, you'll see how many fairy princesses you had, or princes, and you'll see the same thing happened every time. They've had to fail you, because the fact is they can never save you, because you don't need to be saved. Or money. If you had a journal about how you worried about money ten years ago, it'd be basically exactly the same way your head's worrying about it now. But you think it's different because you think it's a different time and a different day and a different this. But it's the same old, same old. The same old mental process. Because this process, to me, I believe, is rooted in survival. And I think now we're at the point of living. Survival is over. I used to live in the hate, and there was characters there that were drinking every day when I lived there, and this was 20 years ago, and they're still on the streets there now. They're surviving quite well. They haven't died. They're just doing whatever, making it through every day, drinking on the corner. Survival ain't the fucking point. It's living. Yeah? It needs something to be... But you can't live as a self because the self is from a, a survival system, a mental process that's built totally for the apparatus, the false apparatus to survive. You're not going to convince it otherwise. But if you can allow your awareness and intention to be freed from that obsession with self, then your attention and interest can be invested in life in a different way. NAA in recovery, they, they describe it in some of its effects. You'll lose interest in yourself and gain interest in others. Yes? You'll see what you can contribute from life instead of taking from life. You'll have a new attitude and a new outlook. You'll have a new freedom and a new happiness. You'll be placed in a position of neutrality with no thought or effort on your part. The problem will not exist for you. You will lose the fear of... T you will lose. You will outgrow the fear of today, tomorrow, and hereafter. How the hell are you as a self going to outgrow the fear of today, tomorrow, and hereafter? It's impossible. Have you? If you haven't, then it will never happen. Oh, I did for about ten minutes one day, 2004. Oh, well, that's great. Yeah. 
the reason why these things see these things seem impossible of being free from self, uh, free from fear for a day seem impossible because you're viewing it from the point of view of a self when self and fear are synonymous. How can you have a fearless self? It's impossible. Any fearlessness of self is a conditioned situation which will have to be changed. So that's not fearless at all. That's a temporary relief from fear. But the chronic fearness is constantly in place. So most of us are living in irritability, restlessness, and discontent. We're seeking constantly, and every once in a while we get some relief from that, and we call that peace. This is about having that totally flip over where the irritability, restlessness, and discontent is replaced by an ease and comfort, or you, you, you're placed in that neutral position yeah, with no thought or effort, and that neutrality creates an ease and comfort in your own freaking skin. So you can get on with living, at least as this apparatus. For me, it's incredible. Every meeting I go to, it's just like a hallelujah to me. I'm listening to the message. I'm going, fuck. I should drop on my knees and just shout hallelujah. People are zoom. Gotta buy that vacuum today. You don't even have any rugs in your house and you're worrying about a vacuum. I need that vacuum. I saw that good vacuum. Maybe I'll buy that one I saw on sale. You don't have any rugs, but I may have some later. <laughs> it's just total insanity. Insanity. So, by seeing what you're not, you can't be seen from it. That's just a fact. If you can see what you're not, you're not, you're not seeing from it. The trance of selfing is when you're identified as a self, you're seeing from that point of view. There is no relief if you see from that point of view, yet you'll be in dire need of relief all day. You'll be hoping that you know, cappuccino does it, or the sex does it, or this does it, or the shopping will do it, because you're going to be in an unbearable state all day, yeah, seeing from it. But the awareness, when it's not captured by this conscious, this being identified as a self, sees it. If you see it, there's a direct hit, I'm not that. You don't have to go to school to translate it. Something in your apparatus will know, I'm not that, when you see it, yeah? I don't think I'm that pole, relatively. Obviously, we're all that same. But I don't, I'm not like, when, even when I love cocaine, I never became coke. When I was doing tons of coke, I never crossed the line and became coke. Yeah. I knew coke, I loved it, but it was coke. Yeah, cocaine, not coke, you know, thing. cocaine. But there was a separation at least. But we've crossed that line a long time ago. We're identified as a self. We're living in that verbing all day. And it's creating huge amounts of suffering for us and others, seemingly here. And the relief is not in self-improvement or self-esteem. That's just putting out half the fire at times, so you don't get the whole house doesn't get burnt down. But the real relief is realizing you're not one. How could it not be that? If the source of all your dilemma is your misidentification with a mental process is you, what would be the solution? To, to hone up on better mental processes? That make up a better self? No, I would say to recognize I'm not that. 
And if you recognize it or entertain it, your interest and attention will be drawn from that. And when you lose interest in something, you don't lose interest. When you lose, when your interest is freed from something, yeah? Like when my interest in coke and drugs and alcohol was freed up, I had tons of interest. It, it, I never lost a bit of interest. I just finally lost it in those objects. Yeah? The same thing, when you lose interest in this object of mind called self, you don't lose interest. Your interest is going to go somewhere else. It's going to be freed up, and when your interest and attention goes somewhere else, you'll see a new world for yourself. Because your interest and attention, obviously, if all your meaning that you're giving life all day has been hijacked by this idea of being a self, which is a mental process, yeah? So a structured system called self-centeredness is giving, is using all your ability to give meaning to things to give the same old, same old meaning every day. It's unbelievable, yeah? And when you have that incredible possibility to entertain, all you can entertain is a, a very few possibilities. I'll be saved by the next boyfriend or girlfriend. I'll be saved when I have enough money. I'll be saved by going to Mexico. I'll be saved when I get a futon. I'll be saved, I'll be saved, I'll be saved. We've been over and over and over again. There's nothing wrong with futons in Mexico and girlfriends and boyfriends. But to give them the meaning that they're going to save us is... So when that's, take, when that's broken, when that interest and attention and meaning giving and, and entertaining ability is relieved from that entertaining self all fucking day, you cannot believe what can happen. You're an incred incredibly powerful transmitter and receiver. Yeah? It's like Ramana says so beautifully, to know God, knowing God means being God. It is not relative knowledge. Yeah? So knowing God is actually being God. The verb of it. Knowing God, what we call knowing God, is actually being God. The mind wants to be, make it a topic that I as a noun know, but in fact it's a verb. As soon as I actually know God, that's being God. Yeah. As soon as I realize I'm not that, that's being what you are. And then when you have that hit, you'll realize you've always been what you are. There's an, there's there's no possible way you could not be what you are. You can only seem not to be it. Yeah? As soon as that happens, the being is, becomes obvious. And then you realize, what the fuck? <laughs> Why have I been on a treadmill trying to get somewhere where the whole thing is a huge treadmill? There's no way I can not, you know, I'm constantly verbing. What's the point? So if I verb a little better or in a different direction, it'll create a better verb? Come on, it's just verbing. You're alive, yeah? Sign me up. I'm into it. Where do I sign? I'm totally. I'm committed. Instead of a baptism, I think when it's Zen bitch slap, you come up and. Some I may hit twice, maybe a sadistic little streak I have in me. <laughs> come up here. Jim Cook, come up here. You've been baptized. You've been, this is spiritual subpoena has been served. They do know. They think I'm going to go to my, I think I'll go to my safe little things where I can talk about all my problems. That's fine. Go ahead. 
To me, I really say, no, I don't want to record this. This is going to get personal.